Hello, it's Denise from Women Beyond a Certain Age. Oh, we are so lucky. Our contributing correspondent, yes, she's out there on the pavement of life. Pat Greenberg is here today, aka the Fitness Gourmet. Hello, Pat. Hi, Denise. How are you? I'm so glad to see you. you we're too. zooming so people at we're zooming so we get to see each other yes. and during the yeah. quarantine. Honey, you look wonderful. Thank you. So do you. Oh, I'm so glad to see you. So here, Pat brought this up because she's just experienced it. Our topic today is the parathyroid. Now, let me explain one thing, and then I just want Pat to talk about it. I developed thyroid issues, just the thyroid. I know I can track back, Pat, and see it. It started in my 50s. I didn't do anything about it. Do you know what I mean? I ignored it. I was working too hard. Then I got some thyroid medication, but to make the long story short, and then I was diagnosed with Hashimoto's, which is an autoimmune disease, but it just really meant that my thyroid was so out of whack. Okay. Now it caused me to gain weight. I, I But I used to be so exhausted that even after a 10 hours of sleep, I would wake up and feel worse than when I went to bed. Now, in this last year, I've had time to go and get blood tests and work on my thyroid, and that's what I'm doing. But I, all I know is to this, I look at other women in my age groups, and I think, I wonder if they realize that it could be their thyroid. So I want you to tell us your story about your parathyroid, because I had never even heard this before. And it's absolutely amazing to me and, and why you went this journey. So Denise, it's a, it's a, what you're bringing up is absolutely amazing because I have so many people have issues with their thyroid. And what, what, what's very interesting is, um, and I will talk extensively about the difference between the thyroid and the parathyroid. Women in their 50s and beyond, right? That's our thing. 50s and beyond is like kind of the starting point of really having to take care of yourself in a way that you're not accustomed to. You can't say, I'm going to wake up tomorrow and this will be gone. We're talking about a whole different level of management of your life, your health, your body, your wellness, uh, which you and I all talk about extensively. And we chalk it off to, I'm in my 50s, I'm going through menopause, I, I'm, I'm probably just tired get checked. Number one thing is get your thyroid checked. While you're there, ask to get your parathyroid checked. Ask to get your heart, your lungs, anything that could prohibit or cause a change in your metabolism, energy level, etc. And the first place people go is fear. And if I could, the one magic thing that I could do, if I could wave my magic wand over everybody over 50 and just say, please don't be afraid of aging. Once you know the difference of what's normal, what's supposed to happen, and what might be an abnormality going on in your body, the earlier you get it, the better. Cancerous, not, not cancerous, what have you. Um, and I will, you know, I don't want to get too far off the parathyroid, but anything that you feel is a little bit more than just uh, feeling tired, you're feeling extreme fatigue. Fatigue seems to be a symptom of many things. Yes. But being very tired don't say I'm going to sleep it off. I'm going to have a glass of wine to help me sleep. Go and get it checked instantly. So we're today talking about parathyroid and what is a parathyroid. I too think I'm so medically savvy and I really didn't understand that much about it. I knew it existed and I'd heard about it. But the difference is the thyroid, the actual thyroid gland, which sits 
I, I'm, I'm doing a graphic, but it's the butterfly, butterfly gland right in the front of your neck yes. um, that actually sits right, uh, right above your voice box, right on top of your, your voice box. The parathyroid is four small glands that are behind the, the, the thyroid. So picture the uh, butterfly-shaped gland, and on the four corners of the gland, there's something called a parathyroid. I had no idea, Pat. And the size ranges from a kernel of rice to a lentil. You know, that's kind of the variation. Okay. So often with scans and surgery, doctors can't always find it. That's how small it is. So parathyroid is a very tiny gland, and there are four of them that serve a completely different function than the thyroid. They regulate your calcium in your bloodstream, and they keep your body from experiencing the ill effects of too much or not enough calcium. So what does that mean? So your calcium is critical in your body. And we think, okay, we eat calcium, we drink milk, we eat cheese, um, it helps our bones. It does so much more. Do you know calcium is instrumental in regulating your heart rate? Calcium is instru instrumental in making the involuntary twitches that happen in your muscles. They, wow. it, it serves several, several purposes in the body. So what happens is if your calcium is low, then of course you have problems with bone density, kidney function, and heart function. If your calcium is high, it's meaning too high, um, it, will, it can build up in the bloodstream. And what it does is there's so much calcium in the blood your body actually thinks that you don't, you don't have enough because it's not where it's supposed to be, and you actually suck more calcium out of your bones. Wow. So having too much calcium in your body and the parathyroid not being able to detect it because it's overgrown, has a growth on it, very, very rare can uh, cases it's cancerous. For the most part, it's, it's what we call hyper, hypo, hyperparathyroidism is when it's overactive or it's large and it can no longer tell where the calcium is in the body. Yeah. Your body gets scared and it pulls even more calcium out. Let's talk about the relationship with the kidneys. It, your kidneys actually filter out, as we know, all the uh, impurities and the, the extra calcium, the minerals. So what are, what are kidney stones? Kidney stones are too much calcium in the kidney and they build up and form a stone. They're very painful. Painful. Generally speaking, they do not cause uh, harm in the sense that they're dangerous to be in there, but what they can do is tear and rip and cause the internal, uh, the kidneys and your urinary tract to bleed and they hurt like hell to come out. So that over, that too much, having too much calcium in the kidneys will cause that. That also comes interestingly enough from excessive meat consumption because the kidneys working overtime to metabolize that meat and extracts, it, what it does is leaches the calcium out and causes stones. I'm not getting on a kick about you shouldn't eat any meat, but again, excessive. Where you see it uh, very prevalent in young men who are athletes who eat huge quantities of meat, football players, baseball players, and as they age, they wake up one day, 52, 53, 54, boom, they have kidney stones because it was a buildup over a lifetime. So parathyroid plays a role in preventing all that from happening. So when your parathyroid gland is overactive or out of whack or not working, this is where these other conditions come up. Uh, now, how do we get checked for this? The first thing that happened was I was feeling, I already have, I'm an anxious, I'm wound up. It's kind of my, 
it's half high energy and also just a lot of anxiety and stress. It's and personality, Pat. It's my personality, and it's your so, yeah. It's your um, I'm, I'm high energy, but I also I can get into a state of panic pretty quickly. And what I learned in this process is that hyperparathyroid, too much calcium in the body, will also cause you to have anxiety, stress, and anxiety wow. and stress can also lead to depression. So one of the first questions they ask you after they take your calcium reading, if it's high, are you feeling anxious and depressed? And I said, it's interesting you say that because I normally am, but I felt it very excessive the last six or eight months. So the first sign of it is the high calcium in the blood, usually found in a routine test. I just went and had a quick doctor appointment at the cardiologist. Normal calcium reading is eight to 10 milligrams per deciliter. That's not too complicated. That's just the, the ratio that they look at when they take your, your blood test. Mine was 10.9. Again, it's 8 to 10. I was 10.9. They consider that on the high side. Once you go over 11, it's considered pretty high. So what specialty doctor do you go to? Okay, the first place you want to go after you have the results of the blood test is um, to an endocrinologist. And the endocrinologist does disorders of the metabolic glands. That would be your adrenal glands, uh, your pancreas, your thyroid, your parathyroid. And these are all tied in with your health status. So I really lucked out in having a doctor that said, okay, let's see what all the systems are doing. Let's see how, how uh, you know, you might be having a symptom of depression, but is the calcium high? Is your heart, is your heart feeling a little sporadic? What's going on? Are you having trouble peeing or peeing too much? In my case, I was going to the bathroom all the time. So that was something that they were looking at also. So they also sent me, um, after reading the high calcium level, they sent me to a hematologist oncologist because one of the symptoms of blood cancer and bone marrow disorder is also high calcium that the bloodstream tends to suck it up. So I actually, thank goodness, went and had that checkup to rule out any of that. Uh, I think the worst symptom of it for me was being like a little bit mentally fuzzy and being a little bit off, which is also common with thyroid disorder. Yes, it is. That you feel anxious, depressed, a little bit off kilter. And those are also menopause symptoms. So remember, there's a relationship with all this. And I'm going to say it out loud and proud menopause is not a disease. <laughs> menopause is a natural part of aging. Yes. And what happens is your body just, whether it's uh, evolution, natural adaptation, or just with age, it doesn't want to do it anymore. Your estrogen levels drop. Uh, you no longer get your period. Um, your eggs are still there, uh, but they just don't want to come out and produce babies. There's nothing wrong with you. It's nothing to be embarrassed about. The sweating, the not being able to sleep, all those symptoms that come with menopause, the weight gain, they also happen with thyroid problems, parathyroid problems, adrenal disorders. So we're talking about parathyroid, but this is a much bigger picture. And please be a pest with the physician if you're not getting the results. Don't wait six months or a year like we all do, right, Denise? Is that something we all go six months? You know what? I got to check up by the doctor. He said I was fine. Let me give it a little. No, I want you to go on a fishing expedition and do not give up until you have an answer. You've said this before, Pat, and this is why I love you 
because you've been helpful to me, but to, to, I loved you to speak out about it. See, I think that we're so miserably underprepared for menopause as women. Mm -hmm. I think part of the problem with that is it, we, it comes at all different times for women. Do you know what I mean? I mean, sometimes I had more perimenopausal symptoms than I ever had in menopause. So I wasn't in menopause, but I was already having these other things. So then you take that and it's almost a six or seven year span right. of not being able to sleep, of being hot and sweaty. Of course you're anxious and depressed. Do you know what I mean? So then if you have something wrong with your thyroid at that time also, or you've been putting off or your adrenal glands, it's like the double whammy. Of That's life. right. That's right. And then to straighten it all out. But in the meantime, you have to be, which is what you're really talking about, Pat, to me and all of it is, you have to be your own health advocate. That's right. And you say this in your books. You say this in when you, I speak to you. It's so easy when you're the wife the, and I don't mean, or even male or female, if you're right. the wife in the relationship, right. right? It's so easy to put your own health on hold, mm -hmm. and I'm too busy for this. I've got to do this. I've got to do this. You know, you're we're so busy. I always say I was so busy. All I had to do was die. You know what I mean? Be, to get my own attention, mm -hmm. and then. So what you're saying is so terribly important. And I know women at my age that have not gone to an endocrinologist yet or a heart a specialist, they're close to 70. And I feel like saying, you need to go to these doctors. Oh, sure. Yeah. And you need to have the test. Mm -hmm. and, and if you're on Medicare, most of this is covered. This is something to, you know what I mean? But you need to, have to it's a wellness checkup that, that you're talking about. And, and, and I was going to say, and this is where this is where I'm an advocate for, um, and I probably reverse um, discrimination, if you will. But I I would recommend that you go to a woman doctor. It's not a guarantee of better health, uh, but also uh, my sister's a chiropractor and she does a lot of um, wellness uh, work. Uh, she partners with an MD in New York, and their recommendation is go to a doctor that's at least 10 years younger than you, but not 20. That way oh. you're not so far apart gener generationally, but that doctor will be young enough to take care of you into your own ages, or your own old age. Isn't that an interesting tip? I so when that. you're 70, the doctor's still 60. When you're 80, the doctor's yeah. 70, you know, they're still well enough to take care of you. And I thought, what a wonderful, so I went and got a GYN who's about 12, 13 years younger than me at Cedars, and she does what I call adult GYN. She's not yeah. just delivering babies. She does yeah. menopause. She does. And, and I, I looked for that in someone. Um, I think that's brilliant. I had a colonoscopy last year. I have one every couple of years mm -hmm. because I'm 68. I've been lucky. Now, my doctor, Pat, I need you to know, I'm 67 when this happened. He had to be in his mid-70s. He has one of the most successful practices in all of Santa Monica. And when he said to me, saying goodbye, Denise, clean, you know, I just want you to know, Pat, I don't want to brag, but I have an incredibly clean and beautiful colon. Fantastic. Good to hear. I, I just, I, I can show you pictures. But here was the thing. He looked at me shaking my hand and said, sweetie pie, seriously, you don't need to come back for 10 years. Mm -hmm. 
And I looked at him and I thought, well, only one of us is going to be alive. <laughs> this man, I mean, he's fair, but I thought you're not going to still be practicing in 10 years. So I love your new tip. And I agree with you because I had one OBGYN, you know, my gynecologist a few years ago that when I walked in, I kind of demanded to see her medical degree because she was so young. So young. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. She was 25, 26, just out of UCLA. Brilliant, by the way. But we did not have a rapport. Right, right. At all. Because I know she just thought, what's the matter with you? Do you know what I mean? I, I, it just, it didn't work. That's a brilliant tip, Pat. Yeah. So what I, so when the next step, you know, getting back to how I managed this was going to a head and neck surgeon and I got a few referrals and I wanted to go to someone who um, was really a specialist in thyroid and parathyroid. So I found somebody, I know we have a national audience, so I don't need to make local recommendations, yeah. but go to someone who's done a lot of thyroid and parathyroid because they go hand in hand. The parathyroid gland is buried in the thyroid right. and he specifically it, he's his his moniker is the thyroid guy this is all he does he's fantastic um so i met him and sat with him and he said you know he did a whole checkup head to toe he said you know we don't see anything very serious you don't even have to do it right now do you want to wait till the summer do you want to wait till you have a month off and i said no let's do it right away because i felt like um, because of the way I was feeling from it, I wanted the surgery immediately. I just wanted it out of me. Uh, and when it, what was interesting is some people have it done early in the morning and go home. I had it done. I stayed one night overnight in the hospital. And you have something called calcium, rebound calcium deficiency. So the next day, they're filling you up with Tums. It's kind of funny, but it's an instant source of calcium. So I wake up the next day, that symptom was not told to me. So if I could save anybody that misery of waking up in the next morning, my hands and my lips were tingling, like mm -hmm. a neurological problem. And I thought, okay, maybe I slept wrong. You know, like maybe I pinched my back and I'm causing it. Finally, one doctor walked in in the afternoon and said, do you feel tingling in your lips and, and, and your hands? I said, yes. She goes, okay, it's rebound calcium. They took it out and all of a sudden, boom, the body's like, whoo, where'd the calcium go? And um, so you take the Tums and that regulates after I went home after a couple of weeks. People can't see me, but Denise and Cindy, you can see there is nothing there on my yeah, neck. I remember when you had the bandage. Yeah, I had a big bandage on my neck. So the aftermath, I want to talk about the aftermath because the surgery is the surgery. They go in, they anesthetize you and they do intubate you because they're operating on your neck. And what the intubation tubes nowadays do, another interesting, rare piece of information, but it's fascinating, there's sensors on the tube. So when it's in you, if he's getting too close to a nerve or too close to the vocal cords, he can avoid it. Because my biggest fear, one of the blaring uh, side effects is a um, damaged vocal cords. It's like, first of all, all I do is talk all day. If I wasn't on radio and TV, like you guys know, that's what I do. If I didn't speak for a living... Um, you know, I would still not want anything happening to my voice, but knowing this is my work and my livelihood, I, it was very frightening. But he had this monitor in, so it's something I'd never heard of. And he is also about 10 years younger than me, so we're going to have a nice long relationship of continuing to be checked. Um, all of the symptoms I described to you were consistent with what this does to the body because now they're gone. Oh. I said the first couple of days... I had, the I had to re-regulate the calcium. 
Um, I had some anxiety going home because anything on your throat, you know, a bandage, stitches sitting on your throat, it hurts to swallow. It feels weird when you eat. This is all very frightening, but please believe me, that goes away in probably under a week. It sounds like a really long time and you think you're going to lose 10 pounds. I was eating right away. Um, it, it, It was there, but it really subsided. And I got up. I couldn't really get up and be Patricia Greenberg like I normally yeah. am. But that was by two weeks I was up. I was up and around and I felt fantastic. So I always thought that this was only in women, you know, having read about it. We talked about menopause. Uh, but it's something that at 55 and up, every should be part of the normal routine checkup. Is how is your calcium? How does your neck feel? They'll do the same type of um, manipulation uh, exams on the neck as well that, that, that they should be checking. You shouldn't have to get referrals and go to endocrinologists. The GP should be doing this head to toe um, exam and, and take a look at it on your regular blood draws. The other interesting thing while I was going through this, a friend of mine called. She goes, Oh, I, you know, uh, I saw you posted on Facebook about your parathyroid journey. My husband was in so much pain in his body, and we rushed him to the um, to Cedars, and there was some infection, something whacked out. They couldn't get a handle on his calcium. We didn't know what it was, and he had three malfunctioning parathyroid glands. Wow. Younger than I am. So he must be 54, 55, something like that. It affects men equally as much as women. So when you see this going on for you, take care of your, your male family members. Make sure that it's checked in them also. Um, now, now I'm on the other side. So since yeah. I had this, had this gland removed, I feel like a new person. My anxiety is dramatically diminished. My energy level is better. And my cognitive function is clear. That's been like one of my, you know, all I talk about is that you get old and it's, you, it, you're supposed to get old. I don't. I want everybody here till they're 100, but these cognitive issues come with age and they're exacerbated by these metabolic abnormalities, which I want to add, if you don't let that go, your brain gets used to being fuzzy and then it stays there. And we talked about how bad it is for you to not take care of your brain from the eating to the multitasking to thyroid, parathyroid. You must get this stuff checked because you're on a fast track to cognitive decline if you don't take care of all these other problems. I think, Pat, one of the things that makes me happy, and this is why I was so glad you would talk about this today, about six months ago at your house, you said to me, I've been more anxious. I feel depressed. I'm brain fuzzy. And when you were saying it to me, I thought, but that's not you, Pat. Mm -hmm. Do you know what I mean? So the fact that you found the solution is so terribly important and you know uh, again being your own wellness advocate is a huge part of it i know right now um i i all i know is that i went to a woman's clinic here for my thyroid that's all she does that's all she does and the difference in how i feel it, take, it took us six months to find the right medication, but the difference, how I feel, is unbelievable. It's night and day. So you th- and I thought the same thing. I'm just getting older. That's why I've lost interest in this or I don't care. No, it wasn't. It was my thyroid. It's not that I was getting older. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 
and, and and now you know knowing all what we know now doesn't everything make sense when you when you see someone and there's this dramatic decline and you go you think someone can't age that rapidly i only I saw them three years ago yeah. and so let's all uh, you know together we're in this together is is help people out when someone calls you up and says i'm feeling sluggish i'm feeling you know tell them to get all these things checked because these are people share their symptoms with their friends. You know, this is what we do now. This is what's going on with me. And it's wonderful. You, you don't want to be frightened. You want, just like if I'm having an issue with something, I can call you up and I can say, you know, Denise, this is really bothering me. You'll say, you know, I had that too. Same thing with your health and, and your fears about your health. That's, yeah. Well, Miss Pat, as always, a resource. You're just a resource Thank of you. information. Uh, we're going to have you back soon because we have so many things to discuss. I want to thank you. And I also want to tell people, you know, just because we never know when things are going to air, but Pat has graciously, you're sending us two of your books and we're going to yes. have a book giveaway. Um, I thank you so much for that. If people, Pat's book is, um, Pat, all Pat, now your book is available on Amazon, the new one, isn't it? Is. it? Yes. They all are. All four of them are all available. Four of them. On Amazon. Good. Okay. Well, darling, Thank you so much. Thank you, so Denise. It's lovely to see you. You too. You too. All right, Thank though. you so much, Thank honey. You. Have a great day. We will post Pat's information, as always, on our womanbeyondacertainage.com website. We have an active, like a sourdough starter group on, on Facebook from Women Beyond a Certain Age. And you can always reach us at womenbeyond at icloud.com if you have a question for me, Cindy, or any of our guests. We would love to speak to you. So thank you, Miss Pat. Thank you, Cindy. Thank bye you. Bye-bye. Thanks, everybody. That was great.